happening international christian fellowship rome and icf rome around the country and around the world welcome to our sunday encounter this is pastor jennifer pasquale and i'm so thankful that you are joining us i have my sign today smile because i want you to know god wants to give you a word for your life that puts a smile in your heart. I also want you to know as you lean into the presence of the Lord, as you lean into the worship and the word, let God do something in you that will cause you to put a smile on his face. He has a great and powerful word for you this morning, and I'm so glad you're joining us. I mean, he's awesome. Amen? God is faithful, and he's awesome in this house. My grandson in that beautiful red shirt, Rocco, can y'all give him a hand? He's awesome. We're doing school online, and uh, he's more awesome than me in school online, I'm just telling you. But uh, I'm so glad, Rocco, that you get to be with me and with us at this period of time. Um, So some of you had the blessing of hearing my daughter Jacqueline while they were here in in December in the first couple weeks of January, and you know, maybe, firstborn daughter Jacqueline... It took 20 years to get her book published, From Fear to Freedom. So the first person who stands up who does not have this book, where are you? First person who stands up who doesn't have this book. Ah, okay, this one. Helen, you don't have, ah, okay, Rose, come get it. Okay, you'll have a second chance in second service. Thank you. All right, it's From Fear to Freedom. It's her testimony, but it's also a a reminder that we really are living proof. Amen? And so um, I'm very excited about what God is doing in her life. I don't know if she told you, or I don't remember when she knew, but she's now a judge. She's been appointed as a judge. So um, justice does prevail. Um, Her book is about some injustices in her life over 20 years ago. But um, so I want to ask you a question as we launch into Living Proof, you Mostly all, we'll have them again later. We have it in Italian and in English, our cards for the year, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I want to ask you this question. Um, When we talk about living proof, I'm asking you this morning, and our online family as well, I welcome you. Happy New Year. I'm so glad I'm healed in Jesus' name. I was a little bit sick. Maybe a lot of it, but I'm healed now, and I thank God for that. Um, and I ask you, what are you pursuing this year? You know, sometimes when things start, they don't really start the way you thought they would. And I did not expect to be sick and in the bed and in the hospital for a minute. But what do I always say? We don't do life alone. Amen? The Lord was reminding me that, This is not about me, it's about him, and there was a whole lot of people in many different ways. We thank the Lord for Pastor Benson last Sunday while I was preaching at a conference in California. So this year, this theme that the Lord gave to me, living proof, I'm going to be talking to you about it quite a bit. The scripture is in... um, James 1.22, it says, So always let his word become like poetry written upon your life. His word 
like poetry written upon your life. So when I'm sick, I'm the living proof that the healer and the comforter is with me. Amen? When I am faced with devastating news, I lost a very dear friend on Thursday suddenly to a heart attack. I am living proof that the comforter comes and reminds us that heaven is the goal, earth is the passing through, amen? And so I'm asking you, I'm asking the Lord, I want to be, not, it doesn't say we're also going to be using Romans chapter 12. It says that you are to present your body as a living, everybody say living, as a living sacrifice, as a living proof. Get it out of your mind that everybody's going to die and I'm dying. Because, you know, sometimes it feels that way when you're getting a little bit older. You're living. You're still here. You're not done. You're alive and well. And you know what? God is alive and well. And so when we ask the Lord, this is what I'm pursuing. Jacqueline set it up for us on January 8th and on January 1st online. Who is God? You have to know who God is. To know who you are, to know what you need to pursue where you'll walk in victory. Otherwise, you may pursue the wrong things. So I ask you, what are you pursuing this year? And then, because I wanted to be here when it got shown as well, we're going to show the year-end video again today. We're going to show it in February when a few more people get back. We have some people gone. But here's what I want you to see. The evidence in 2022... God did amazing things among us. The seeds that you sowed, that Helen talked about, that fertile soil, you're going to see some, just some of the fruits of those seeds. How do you put one year into like four minutes? But you're also going to see what I feel the Lord gave me about living proof at the end of this video. And then we're going to talk about what we need to pursue and how we need to pursue it. Victory is mine, Theo, leading the Bella Vita Sewing Lab, and we're so glad you're back. But I want you to understand something about the ripple effect. Lenora was another one that was in the Bella Vita sewing classes. So the first thing she ever made here with fabric and sewing machines that we bought for the sewing lab, and she made a mask during COVID. And she began to sell those masks. But she also was in the worship team and volunteered in teens ministry and began to grow and disciple. She got a $45,000 scholarship at John Cabot University. She got connected to some other people. Now she's graduated and living in Rwanda, right? She has her own boutique, a store with her own fashion designs, and she's marketing her business online. I want you to know we are living proof. The seeds, yes, give God praise. That's just one example because I want you to know it's physical, it's practical, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's for the present, and it's for the future. When we discover who Jesus is, when we partake together to develop who God wants us to be, right? I want to be who God wants me to be. And then we deploy into the streets of Italy. That was Italy, right? That was Rome because that's where we live. Touching one, touching Italy and reaching nations. See, we touched that one through Debbie, through Lenora. Then we reached 
some Italians and some Italy people through John Cabot University who heard her testimony about learning to sew at this church. And now she's reaching nations. She's in another nation mentoring a group of young women. I don't know, six, eight young women that she's mentoring. That's just one example. Many of you have those examples. But I want you to understand that God wants us to be active and vibrant. How many of you love that video? Come on, let me, the year-end video. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. You saw, yeah, I saw, I saw Boomy in there and now this little boy. Huh. I, I'm asking you again today, what are you pursuing this year? I have this bottle of anointing oil in my hand, and I have some oil down here. And at the end of this service today, we are going to make time with our leaders to have a prayer tunnel. Leaders on this side, leaders on that side. And if you want prayer for this year to be anointed and prayed over, we want to do that for you. And so we're going to ask you, I'm going to tell you now ahead of time, we're going to ask you to come this way. You're going to go through here, then I've got a gift for you after you finish your prayer time. Those of you that are online, I want to tell you that as we pray, I'm going to be praying that God will speak to you. So many of our online family members have messaged me this year and said, I can't be there because I have to work. Or I can't join because I'm going out of town, but I'll see you next week. That's how connected that living, active ripple effect is. So thank you to the media team and the online team for all that you do to reach our worldwide family. Amen? So this anointing oil is for you as well. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Today, I want to talk about Caleb. Y'all know Caleb? So um, I didn't ask anybody about this, but I'm going to put some people on the spot. So Rocco, will you come here for a minute? And Solomon, will you come here for a minute? And um, everybody's like, oh, no, not me. <laughs> um, yeah, will you come here a minute, please? And I want you to stand right over here, okay? When I talk about Joshua and Caleb, um, maybe you remember that they sent Joshua and Caleb out to explore the land, right? They went with 10 other people. Twelve spies went to check it out, what was happening. And the Bible says that Moses was over here praying, and Aaron and her, that's what you guys represent, Aaron and her, you hold up my arms. Because when Moses got tired or weary, Moses, Aaron and her held up their arm, his arms, right? So let me put my arms down for a minute. Okay, I want you to see something, though. We always think about Moses, or we think about Aaron and her. Or even sometimes maybe about Joshua, because Joshua was in a battle. We're going to talk about Caleb today, but Yao represents Joshua. He represents that other person. Moses was not praying for Moses. Aaron and her were not praying for Aaron and her. The Bible says that as they prayed, when I pray, I want you to stand in victory. When I'm not praying, I want you to put your hands down. 
Okay, so as we pray, we're praying, we're believing God for someone else, like maybe Lenora in Rwanda. I'm getting a little bit tired, and the victory is going away a little bit. But then some prayer partners come along, and the victory comes back, because I'm not just praying for me. You're not just praying for you. We're not praying for each other. We're praying for somebody over there we don't even see. Come on. But then we get tired. We're like, that's enough. I prayed enough. But he's over there fighting a battle. He's counting on us. But wait, I don't want you to walk in in defeat. I want you to walk in victory. I'm so thankful for all the victories God's going to do in your life. Amen? Can you give them a hand? Thank you, guys. It just came to me because I want you to understand why it matters that we are the living proof. The Bible says about Caleb in Numbers 14. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me. So I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants, isn't it interesting that my descendants are here? Pastor Rick's descendant is here. Rocco, born on Pastor Rick's birthday. His descendants will possess their full share of the promise. I didn't plan it that way, but God did, Rocco. God did. He said, but my servant Caleb had a different attitude. If you are going to be the living proof this year, then when heartache, when trouble comes at you, first of all, even like for me on January 8th, I had to say to some people, y'all got to pray for me. I don't feel good. The doctor said I must stay in bed because I did not want to be in the hospital. I said, I will go home. I promise I will lay in the bed. Do not keep me in this hospital. So sometimes you have to say, I need prayer. I need help. That's what Wednesday nights are for. That's what the week of prayer and fasting has been for. I don't need to hide it. We don't hide things here. This is a place where grace abounds. Amen? I want you to know that when your faith is weary, when you're a little bit frustrated, when you're a lot of bit frustrated, you got to say to somebody, hold up my arms. Maybe you're going to be like Joshua, just going like, I'm trying to have this, I'm trying to walk in victory. I'm trying to give that good attitude, but I'm not sure if everybody's praying for me. And then suddenly... Like on Monday night on the week of prayer, I felt people praying for me, and one ear opened, and I did almost the whole hour without coughing. I think I had like a couple little coughs. I could feel the victory happening, right? I want to be like Caleb. I want to have that different attitude. Now it says, I don't have this one up there just yet, but I want, I want to read this one to you. I want you to keep that one up there. It also says in Numbers 13... Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Caleb said, let's go take the land. We can certainly conquer it. So somebody comes and tells me, oh, this devastating thing happens. Do I say, oh, that's devastating. I don't know how you're going to get through that. No, if I have a different attitude like Caleb, I'm going to say it's okay. We can conquer this thing. We can conquer this grief. We can conquer this fear. We can conquer this unknown. We can conquer this frustration. We can conquer it. I'm not denying that it's there. 
But I am saying like Caleb, we can certainly conquer it. Then I want you to see in Deuteronomy 136 in the New Living Translation. It says, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he, Caleb, will see this land, this promise, Because he has followed the Lord, interesting that it's our word from last year, completely, I will give to him and his descendants some of the very land he explored during his scouting mission. Now think about this. This was a long time ago when this happened, actually. Almost 40 years ago. And Caleb, when he was 40 or 45... He went into this scouting land where there was a lot of battle. There was a lot of enemy. There was a lot of defeat. But he didn't let that defeat and those enemies of sickness and finance and fear and worry, he didn't let that get on him. He came back and said, we can certainly conquer that enemy. We can certainly defeat that battle. And the Lord said, I'm going to give you that very land that the enemy was trying to take away from you. Ooh, somebody better get that. I'm going to give you that very promise that the enemy tried to steal. I mean, Jacqueline's book, 20 Years in the Making, I know that's like, you're like, Pastor Jen, 20 years? Caleb, 45 years? You know what it says to me? Don't give up. You got to discover who God is every day in every season. Jacqueline said it a couple weeks ago. For one, he was this, but now he wants to be this. For another, he was Jehovah El Roy, and for another, he was Jehovah Jireh. We sang it today. Yes, he's the same God, right? You did it before. You can do it again. So when I say discover, I want you to think about who is God now? Say now. Not yesterday. Not last year. Who is God now in your life? Some things don't change just because now we write 2023 after the date, right? That thing that you were dealing with in December, you may be dealing with it in January. Who is God now in your life? And what is he trying to show you? So I will tell you, it's the first time in nine years that I missed a Sunday because of sickness. And I did not like it. I was not happy about that. But I said to the Lord, you are healer. That's who you are now. You are provider. You've provided my daughter to already be here. We were going to tag team, so the sermon was already, like, ready to go. Nothing took God by surprise. And I said, what are you trying to show me? And I heard him say, you're not doing life alone. Reminding me, don't even try to do life alone. Like, okay, Lord, but this is a very visible answer and example. So here's what I believe. He wants us to have a boldness to believe what others see or doubt. That's what Caleb did with his different attitude. A boldness to believe what others see or doubt. Thank you. Amen. I still got a little tickle. You go through that prayer line. I want your faith to come alive. I want you to be able to say, Lord, 
what others see is maybe how old I am or how young I am or how poor I am or how jobless I am, which that's not happening here, okay? What we see here is that you're a child of God, a son or daughter of the king, amen? It's not based on your checkbook or your address or how many letters are in your name or after your name. Come on. What is God to you? Who is God to you? I can't be God to you. I can't be the Holy Spirit for you. I can deliver something that I believe God has put in my heart. Second thing I think we discover is that desire, because here's Caleb. <clears throat> Caleb and Joshua were not trying to do their own thing. Moses had sent them, and so they were trying, here's what I believe, to have a unity with a greater vision and a greater purpose than a singular goal. What do I mean by that? If we don't do life alone and we are living proof, then I want a greater vision. It's not just about me. I mean, once you come to this country, you kind of figure that out. It's not just about you. Like, we need all the people in the country, right? We need the people at the commune. We need the people at the supermarket. We need the people at the bank. We need the people in the church. We need the people at the neighborhood. A desire to be unified with a greater vision. I'm not done. I know God has some amazing, amazing things for us, for me. But it's not just about me. So the second thing I want to say to you after you discover who God is, is that you, like Caleb, will develop that different attitude, a new approach, and a wholehearted commitment. Living proof serves wholeheartedly, not halfway, not short term, but in it for the long haul. If I'm going to be living proof, Believe me, the enemy will constantly try to sabotage your destiny. The enemy will constantly try to tell you to settle for halfway, to only do mediocre, to just barely get by. Caleb had a different attitude. The Bible says he served wholeheartedly. He came back and said, we will certainly conquer these battles. I want you to understand that Caleb represents the link between faith and fulfillment, between the promise of a Messiah and the way his life opened the gateway for future tribes to welcome the lineage of Jesus. Remember I said about a ripple effect? I had the distinct blessing and honor to be in Ghana. And I had an unexpected blessing to go to this place that was like a museum of faith really for all of Africa but also in Ghana and there were all these like it was like a wax museum Billy Graham and Benny Hinn and John Wesley and all the different people who had brought faith and scripture to the land and each one told a story about a time period and then it would show as you went through, like, because somebody got saved in that crusade, then this one became an evangelist and they got saved. Something struck me, though. There was a man in this historical path that was only active for two years in his ministry. I don't even remember his name because I didn't know his name. I didn't know him. 
It says that during those two years, some of these really incredible evangelists gave their hearts to Jesus in those two years. Later on, then you see them, and they led like millions to the Lord. But here's what happened to that one for two years. After two years, he gave up on God. After two years, he quit. After two years, he walked away, and that was it. It was over. And I said to this beautiful young lady that was giving us a tour, I wonder why they put him in this story that's so powerful. And she said, because we have to remember, everything we do for God counts, and it counts if we give up. And we don't want to give up. In fact, they had a giant, I mean giant, like way bigger than me, metal steel rooster to remind you not to deny like Peter did when the cock crowed three times. It was very powerful to me because I saw quotes of ministers that I've read about and heard about and learned about. But I also said, God, here's that link. There were links from one generation to the next. One generation to the next, you're the link for somebody. You're the link for somebody. Chris, you guys, what you're doing in kids' ministry with Joel, you guys are the link. Rocco, you're the link for some of your teachers, for some of your students. You're the link. But you got to have a different attitude. Last year's attitude won't work. I need this year's attitude. I need a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit. Caleb represents that. And yes, they had defeats. But I want you to see this verse in Exodus chapter 17, verse 14. It says, after the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek under heaven. Now, why is that important? Amalek defeated them. They had defeat with Amalek. I want you to imagine God saying, Pastor Jen, write this down. Remind Bose, remind Pamela, remind God's power. Say it out loud to him. I will erase the memory of defeat in your life. That thing, because that thing that defeated you, that thing that bothered you, that thing that, that you struggled with, you don't realize it, but you keep letting those thoughts of defeat come back. And the Lord is saying to us now and this year, I'm going to erase the memory of defeat. You're not going to think about the defeat of the battle anymore. Amen? Give God praise. And so if that's true, I can trust God. I want to say this because it's in my mind and I I don't want to forget to say it later. I felt like the Lord woke me up very early this morning and if I have to discover who he is, that means I'm going to discover who I am, right? If I'm going to develop those things, then I definitely got to know who I am. I believe there are people in this room and maybe online, you're struggling with self-esteem. It's one of those old defeats, And you've been saying, I need to know, who am I? What is God asking of me? I want you to know, I believe God was saying to you, to me, for you this morning, for you online, the only way you're going to know who you are is if you know who he is. If you only know who you are, you're going to constantly 
compare yourself to the old defeat, to someone else's victory. But if I know who he is and he dwells in me, the Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen? Then I have a wholehearted commitment to him. I can look in the mirror. It is not boldness or bragging. Hear me. It is a confidence in who God is. God wants you to be confident in who he is. The world is full of insecure people. The world is full of negativity. He didn't bring us here, all of us. He brought us here to be the living proof. So if you're facing struggles with self-esteem, I'm here to pray with you, to help you. But I'm telling you, you want to know the answer? The Holy Spirit gave me the answer. Know God differently. Get into his word. Spend time in his presence. You don't know somebody if you don't spend time with them, right? Be ready to deploy your talents in the land God has given you. He's equipped us for this year. He said, this is your address. You may move. You may do different things. But right now, this is where you are. And I believe every one of us and those who come new will be welcomed and received Because we are here to fan the flame for each other so nobody's fire goes out. Amen? We're here to hold up the arms of each other as we pray so that someone else fighting a battle can walk in victory. In Joshua 14, 11, Caleb said, I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. I didn't give him these verses. But then he said in Joshua 14, 12, Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised to me. Give me this promise that the Lord promised me. He said in 14.12, you yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified, but the Lord is helping me and I will drive them out just as he said. I want you to understand, Caleb was saying, you can put it up, Joshua 14.11-12, through 12, and yet I am as strong this day as in the day that Moses sent me. I'm not strong in myself. I'm not strong because I'm nine years older than 2014 when we arrived here. I'm stronger. I'm as strong because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you if it's Jesus Christ than all the battles you ever faced. Even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. That's what you're going to pray, God. I have a mountain I'm praying for. Give me this mountain. Not because I want it, because I know that you are with me. Amen? For thou heard in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so, be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. That's deploying, right? We're going out. That's why we're doing Inspire Italy. I want you to register. I want you to get tickets. I want you to invite a friend. And we have many who are going to be serving at the conference. We have people coming from all over Italy. We have some that are coming as friends from the workplace. We are going to deploy. We are not just going to be inside this building. 
We are going to be in this city, for this city, for the glory of God. Amen? And Caleb gives that report. Joshua 14.8. He says, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Psalm 55.2 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. He said, these brothers that were with me, that, you know, there was 10 other people. They tried to frighten the people from entering the land. But for my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord, my God. Is he your God? What are you asking of the Lord this year? Proverbs 21, 21 says, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life and prosperity and honor. Living proof. I don't want you to be barely hanging on. I don't want to be barely hanging on. But what I do know is I have to say to the Lord, I'm listening. What are you showing me right now? What do you want me to do next week? How do you want me to pursue you with a new attitude, a different attitude, wholeheartedly? Whether I like the things that come my way or not. Amen? So discover who is God in your life. Worship team, I want you to come. Develop the way you will serve the Lord. That's why we have classes. On Sundays, we have classes. On Wednesday night, we have groups. On other times, we have life groups. Young adults have groups. We have activities. We have nine churches from all over America coming throughout the year, nine times this year, to bring teams like we used to do before COVID to help us expand the ministry, to hold up our arms for battle. It's work. It means we've got to be organized. We've got to have a plan. We've got to have, we got to have a, a vision for what we're going to do in the house. We're going to speak Jesus over your life today. I'm going to pray that not only will you know that, hey, I want my picture in the 2023 year-end video. Then start serving. Start developing your talents for the Lord. Amen? Deploy yourself. It means sacrifice. Hear me. Can you envision God calling you? Because he did. He does. Before you were in your mother's womb, he knew who you were. He knew everything he put inside of you. Not everybody's going to be crazy like me. I'm crazy for Jesus. Some people are going to be quiet and faithful in what they do. Some people are have more money and they're going to be able to be generous. You know, I was thinking about last year and how last year God put some things in my heart to support ministry and to support the, those who want to be in ministry. So last year I had to do some things that were sacrificial in my finances to put some things in motion. I want you to know that at the beginning of January, I was expecting some of that to kind of start producing. 
first eight days, nothing there. Ten days, nothing there. And then suddenly, it was double what I thought it was going to be for January. I don't know what it'll be for February. But what I do know is the Lord was saying to me, you didn't see that last year when you made the sacrifice. But I am going to show you this year. So I want you to know, maybe God is calling you to some things. It might be a sacrifice. Because remember, it was 45 years later for Caleb. But he said, I'm as strong now as I was then. I'm not giving up. I'm not relenting. I have a wholehearted serving attitude for the Lord. All of that goes together. I know my God. Discover your God. Discover Him. Whatever you've been telling yourself about who you are, stop doing that for a minute. And ask the Lord this year, what do you say about who I am, Jesus? What what thing are you calling forth from me that's different? I want you to stand all over this room. I want you to see this statement. I want you to know what Romans says, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be His sacred living proof, sacrifice, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. There's a lot in that verse that you can meditate on this wholeheartedly. Surrender. Let it be for what brings joy to his heart. Amen? You know, I like to be real, and I'm a grandmother, and I'm so glad I got Rocco. And if you noticed, some of you might know, in that video, last year in January, I had my middle daughter's family here. How cool is that? And in the summer, I had... Giovanna and Jacqueline, and now January of the next year, it's for the descendants, right? It matters. But for all of us, it might be that there would be an easier way to do life, right? Maybe in our home country, because we know everything, it's easier. Or maybe in a different country, we might think it will be easier. Maybe in a different season, it might be easier. The grass might not be greener on the other side, but either way, they got to mow it, they got to cut it. It's still got issues, still got weeds. So this morning, I pray as we launch fully into 2023. You know, the Lord has given me also many opportunities, some that my leadership has said, we want you to do this. We're sending you here. We're sending you there. I'm like, okay. Because I said to the Lord, it's not about what I want to do. And we're not doing life alone. We have a team, <coughs> a team of ministers. Prayer partners, I want you to come. I'm going to stand in the middle. Bose and Helen on this side for me. Chris, you're going to be on that side. Guys, just guys and girls, but we're going to kind of make a team. y'all to come this way though because what we're going to do is we're going to let people come on this side we're going to let them walk through here and then they're going to go down that aisle and they're going to receive from Micaiah and uh, Rosemary I want to explain to you this gift 
screens and we'll somehow make sure that those online can get it. Because I want you to know how to practically discover, develop, and deploy. And this is a rule of life chart. It says, first thing is you got to be with Jesus. That's discover. Amen. Then you got to become like Jesus. That's developing who I am. Then you got to do what Jesus did. That's going out and deploying your life in the community. And it gives you ways to actually set some goals on here. I'm asking you. I'm trying to help you. Don't just pray about it. Say, okay, God, I could give five minutes on this, and this is what I'm going to do for my mind, and this is what I'm going to do for my physical body, and this is what I'm going to do for relationships. This is what I'm going to do for my work and my finances. This is what I'm going to do for the gospel. I want you to use it. And then put it somewhere. Because I know that next year, at the end of this year, we're going to be able to look at this and say, wow, did I get everything on there? Maybe not. Let's say you write 25 things and you get 10 of them. That means you advanced in 2023. And I'm going to pray that there's such an abundance you're going to write 25 and get 35. Amen? We're, we're not limited by what we can think. The other thing is, and I, I want to make sure that this is on camera as well. At the beginning of that video, you saw that the Lord had given me some words last year. I didn't ask God specifically for that, but... As I was praying these first couple weeks of January, the Lord did tell me these things. I believe that we are being set apart, it's very simple this year, for preparation. We don't like preparation sometimes. It feels boring. It feels like, am I really going to use this later? God sets you apart. Rocco's been set apart for preparation while he's here doing this. But we're praying that it's going to transform the way he goes to school in the future. I've set you apart for preparation. I've set you apart, this is in Romans chapter 12 that I read, for purification. I love you, but if you're living in sin and condoning it and not listening to the Holy Spirit, I can pray till I'm blue in the face. Your prayers are not going to be answered if you're walking in disobedience to Jesus. You may get a few things, but eventually what you sow right now for impartation I trust these leaders they stand with me they pray with me they give generously in all aspects of their life and so many of you do as well and we're going to expand the leadership team but I wanted people to get to go through the line and we're going to I'm going to pray over them as well I believe as I looked at that museum in Ghana there was an impartation from one ministry to the next, to the next, and a country. Hear me. I got to go to service on December 31st at Dr. Anna and Ernest Church. Three and a half hours. I was thinking, am I going to be awake? Am I going to be able to do three and a half hours? It was not boring for one single minute. Every 10 minutes, something was changing. There was victory. There was singing. There was dancing. There was teenagers. There was grown-ups. There was angelic choirs. There was, there was preaching. There was testimony. I said to the Lord, wow, a country was affected by the ripple effect. And I mean, places 
Ernest and Anna said, not everybody goes, I'm sure Dr. Yao would uh, affirm this, and some of you from Ghana, not everybody goes to church every week, but everybody goes on December 31st. And I was like, I wish we could do that. I wish we could figure out how to do that with all the public transportation. But you know what I saw? Hear me. I saw something in that country. It's not in my country. circumstance. Maybe you've prayed this prayer before. Maybe today will be the first time you prayed it. But every time you ask Jesus to be in control of everything, every part, every person in your life, God does something to bring your heart to life. So I want you to pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life to be in control of every part. I give you all of me, Lord. 
Forgive me for my sins and my disobedience and help me to serve you all the days of my life. I make you Lord over everything. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want you to know that today, the Lord has done something in your life. Now, I also want to pray with you for those miracles in motion, those burdens. As, you know, in our service on campus, we come to an altar of sacrifice, a place of decision. And we say to the Lord, God, take all of me. Take every situation. I trust you. I believe in you. This is the season where the Lord reminds us that he came to say, Emmanuel, God with us. So I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to know that I read the messages, I read your emails, and I know the things that are weighing heavy on your heart. I love when you come to Rome and you come on campus, but even where you are right now in your country, in your city, the Holy Spirit is with you. And so, Father, right now, we agree in prayer together for the miracle that is in motion. I pray, God, that a supernatural divine intervention would come upon your son and your daughter right now. For that one who has been sick and struggling with illness, may their faith jump alive right now. May the DNA of their body come into alignment with the way God designed it. And, Father, that one who has struggled with worry and fret and fear, I pray in Jesus' name that the peace of God which passes all understanding would flow over your heart, your mind, your life, and every detail of your circumstance. The Lord is with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. And I want you to know today, he is Jehovah Rapha, your healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He is Jehovah, Lord over all. You are complete in Jesus Christ. He will be with you this week. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Write us, send me an email. Let me know what God is doing in your life. We're in this thing together. We don't do life alone. And I'm standing with you for that prayer of victory and the miracle in motion. Have a fantastic week. I love you.